can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics come out with a 114-107 win over the New York Knicks in the Kemba Walker-Evan Fournier revenge game. What a game it was. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, some of the highs, some of the lows, and look towards the future. Look at what our schedule has coming up here. But to get things started off, I want to give player of the game to someone that I haven't given it to this season, I don't believe, uh, and that is Josh Richardson. I have given it to him one time, one game so far out of 30. Uh, But this is by far the best game that Josh Richardson has played in a Celtics uniform. Carried the team for the mo- for the majority of tonight. Ended the game 27 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, as well as 5 of 7 from 3. And he did absolutely everything tonight. You look down late in the game and had a, a couple huge steals. He had that one steal where he was defending Randall in the post. Uh, Someone tried passing it into him. He just got around Randall, fronted him, caused the steal, ended up driving it up court, passing to Pritchard for a three that really put the Celtics in a good spot. But he just hit three over three after three. He had a big one over Robinson to take a 91-89 lead late in the game. Uh, And then really had the one that Close the game out for good. That corner three from the Jalen Brown drive to make it 114-107, which is where the score ended tonight. But you look at, it wasn't just the fourth quarter that you know was fantastic for him. The rest of the game was incredible. Like first quarter for him, he didn't play a, he didn't play a ton. Got six minutes in the first quarter, nine points. Second quarter, solid again, uh, defensively at least, had an assist. You look at the third quarter, and this is where things started coming together. Six points in the third quarter, and then in the fourth, came out balling. Added 12 points, 12 points in the fourth quarter. Led the team in that span, um, and it wasn't close. Like, this is, again, by far the best game of the season for Josh Richardson. He gave the Celtics what they needed in a situation where, you know, they built a a massive lead and then gave it all up. He came in, stopped the bleeding, and really put the Celtics team in a good spot. This This is a fun one to watch, especially in the fourth quarter. He played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter. You know, they brought in really their three of their starters, Smart, Brown, and Time Lord, and with like six minutes left, and I thought that's where they were going to sub him out, and they didn't. The guy was too hot, didn't, couldn't take him out, and good thing they didn't because he ended up making a couple of massive plays late in the game. Uh, so this is a good one for him. You know, his other, his other bench partner, 
was Peyton Pritchard. And this is another game for him where it was just fantastic. The Celtics have lacked bench scoring for a large majority of this season. Uh, Tonight, Peyton Pritchard stepped up as well. So keep in mind, again, 27 points for Josh Richardson, 16 points for Peyton Pritchard. And this is a game where we didn't really have anybody else to play. Everybody was hurt. We had a ridiculous amount of people. Al Horford, Schroeder, Grant, Romeo, Jabari, Sam Hauser, Hernan Gomez, Broderick Thomas, all of which were out of today's game, whether it be to injury or just COVID protocols. So this is a game where we had a very depleted bench, but it was still one of our better bench scoring games of the season. Uh, so you got to take that. You got to be happy with that. 47 points for the bench today. Uh, and Josh Richardson was obviously a big part of that. But Peyton Pritchard, 28 minutes played, 16 points, three rebounds, three assists. And these are the types of games where, you know, he deserves to play. He needs to play. Any game where the opposing team has a, a small point guard, and Kemba's obviously that. Uh, these are the types of games that you need to take advantage of with Pritchard. A lot of people give him crap about his defense, and sure, he's small. He gets bullied sometimes against bigger guards. He's much stronger than most people give him credit for. And you saw that tonight. I mean, again, facing off against Kemba Walker, who is still a small guard. Alec Burks is still a pretty small guard also. But, like, this is the type of game where you toss in Pritchard and he takes advantage of it. This was a this was a good one for him. This is a confidence-building game. Uh, looking up and down, 6 of 10 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. And, you know, these are the types of performances that you need from your bench. Aaron Neesmith got the start today. Played a lot, 26 minutes. Goose egg. So that part, super tough to swallow. Um, And it kind of goes back to the fact, like, I think we've been talking about it all season long, but in games where Jalen Brown was missing, or you're missing a starter, in this case, Al Horford, you know, we've talked about, well, I've talked about Josh Richardson and Romeo Lankford stepping into that role. And Neesmith got the the go-ahead. Romeo obviously was out today. Richardson, clearly the better player of the game. Uh, But Aaron Neesmith ended up getting the start. They opted to go that route. They didn't really have too many options. You know, honestly, everybody was hurt or out. Uh, But Aaron Neesmith didn't really take advantage of that opportunity tonight, which is too bad. You know, Peyton Pritchard, Josh Richardson took advantage of it. Two of their better games. And I think defensively, Peyton Pritchard played really well. You know, you look at the numbers that that Kemba put up, and it doesn't seem like it. But there are a lot of possessions where, you know, Peyton Pritchard just got in front of people. You know, it looked like someone was going to blow by him, and he just he shuffled his feet, got in front of people. He's a he's a thick kid. Like he's a guy that is still strong for someone as short as he is. So he doesn't get bullied as much as people like to think. Uh, but overall, solid, solid game for him. 
The other two that played really well were the two Jays, in spurts at least. I think Jalen Brown played excellent basketball for the large majority of today. Uh, 5 of 13 from deep. Uh, got downhill, ended with 23 points, uh, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. A couple to, to Josh Richardson, but these are the types of games for, for Jalen Brown where you look too and you're like, okay, this can work. Like the whole Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum thing, a lot of people are saying it's not going to work because you know they're really not passers. The last couple games, they've been moving the ball really well. And I applaud Jalen Brown tonight, five assists, tied for team lead with Marcus Smart. Like, these are the types of performances that you really, really want to take advantage of because the whole NBA knows that Jalen Brown can score. But if the whole NBA knows that he can also pass, they can't sag off of him as much as long as other guys are hitting shots. Tonight, that was the case. Tonight, you had guys like Richardson, like, you know, Peyton Pritchard. They were hitting their shots. So this is important. You know, this is a, a big development. We've seen Jalen Brown take massive leaps each year. And, you know, passing is really the, the one part of his game that still needs improvement. So if he continues to work on that, this is a, it's a dynamic player and someone that can play really well along with anybody. But that's one of the things that needs to happen. You know, Jason Tatum tonight was another one, 25 points. Uh, nine rebounds, led the team in rebounds, two assists. Again, not a great shooting performance from him, which I feel like I've said more often than not this season, unfortunately. But, you know, nine of 24 from the field, three of 13 from three, which is pretty gross. But one of the things that I think he did fairly well tonight was get downhill. You know, this is a guy that, in like the mid quarters, really got downhill, got to the lane. And that's what he needs to continue to do. Like this season, his three point percentage is bad. Like worst of his career, I believe, as far as three point shooting goes. And this is something that, you know, obviously we know he can shoot. His game is better when he drives. Because he's another guy that has vision. Like, he can go out there, drive, and dish. Does he all the time? No. But can he? Yes. He's got fairly good vision. He's a tall guy. He's a pretty good passer. He just needs to continue getting downhill. He tries to revert to ISO more often than not. And that's where, you know, you have these shooting slumps. Teams know his moves. He does a step back three constantly, right? Teams understand that. Teams know when it's coming. So this is the type of performance, like, he needs to continue to get downhill. And those shooting percentages will go up, or he'll get to the free throw line more. Shooting percentages might not go up, but the free throws will, and that's where the points follow. But overall, I mean, it's still, listen, still a solid game from Jason Tatum. Had two pretty bad turnovers, or possessions I should say you know one bad turnover and then the one bad play where he just let Julius Randle blow past him late in the fourth uh, but overall solid right you look at Marcus Smart this is a 
pretty solid game for him. Ended with four points, so didn't really do much on the the scoring end. Went two of three from the field. You know, people are going to complain. They always find something to complain about. He's either not scoring enough or he's taking too many shots, which basically is the same thing, right? People don't want him to shoot. Games where he doesn't shoot, they complain that he didn't score, Uh, which, is, you know, it is what it is. Marcus Smart tonight, though, four points, five assists, a steal, a couple great defensive plays, even on guys like Julius Randle, who, again, he's given up. 80 pounds. I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know how much either of them weigh, but I'm telling you right now, it's a big amount. There's a massive difference between the two of them. He's a guy that just doesn't care. He's going to defend everybody and he's going to do well. Uh, So solid game from him. You know, the other, the other guy that I didn't talk about really was, you know, time Lord. I thought he had a a really solid game. Also, there's a guy 15 points uh, eight rebounds, two assists. One of his assists was a little suspect. Marcus Smart had a great drive and kicked it out behind everybody. Behind the rim, he kicked it out to JB for a three. And Time Lord just happened to, you know, throw his hand in there, intercept the pass, and, and then gave it to JB, who hit the three. So he kind of stole an assist for Marcus Smart there. Uh, but... This is a solid game for him. He had a, a couple couple opportunities where he just found himself in great spots. Had a good tip in off of Jalen Brown miss to end the first half. You know, big, big block on Julius Randle early in the third when they were kind of when the Knicks were on that massive run. Uh, and then had that just incredible alley oop from Smart after one of the timeouts that Adoka took to make it a 109-102 game with three minutes left. So he just continued to you know, make Time Lord plays. There is not a ball that Time Lord doesn't want to try and dunk. Uh, and we saw that. We saw that again tonight. It's fun. It's a fun brand of basketball to watch. But, you know, realistically, there's still a lot of improvement on this team. You know, a lot of it comes from the fact that we don't have all of our guys. But you gotta work through that. You know, one fun stat that I wanna that I wanna say before I switch over to, you know, some of the negatives of today. When Peyton Pritchard plays twenty minutes, the Celtics are now twenty one and ten in games where he plays twenty minutes. In games that he doesn't, they're thirty one and forty five. Is there a correlation? Who knows? Is there a correlation in my mind? I'm gonna I'm gonna play that narrative because I think it's a fun narrative. I love watching Peyton Pritchard play. Love watching him play. I think for a small guy, he kind of gives you that it uh, you know kind of feel good story because he's a small guy that can go out there and shoot. But on top of being able to shoot, similar to Isaiah Thomas, he can get into the lane. He knows how to use his body deflecting defenders. And he did that tonight. You know, these are the types of games where, you know, call him a defensive liability like Isaiah Thomas or not. He knows how to play basketball. Right? And this is, it's just, it's another fun performance from him. So 21 and 10. When he plays 20 minutes, I'd say give him a little bit more time. 
I know, and honestly, this kind of this proves my point even more about trading Dennis Schroeder. I've talked about it the last two podcasts at this point. I don't want to bring it up again because, you know, it. I feel like it's a, a broken record at this point. But here's another case. Peyton Pritchard has been playing well or played well, has, has had a couple good games, and we've seen it in the past. We know the guy can shoot. Uh, so that's, it's, it's fun. It's a solid, solid game for him. Do want to switch into some of the negatives? Because uh, there certainly were some. The third quarter is an absolute nightmare. Before I dive into that, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point's scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving away all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so I want to talk some negatives here, and let's just dive into the third quarter, because I think this is where almost all of the Celtics issues stemmed from, right? First quarter, played pretty well, right? 32-18, outscored them 30-29 to in the second. We got outscored 41 to 24 in the third quarter. And it would not be a revenge game if we didn't see two of our previous players just destroy us, right? Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, in the third quarter alone, and I'll talk about their total game game stat lines, uh, 17 points for Kemba, 11 for Fournier, 28 points between the two of them in 12 minutes. In 12 minutes. That third quarter was an absolute nightmare. And it started 
just as bad as the final looked. Right, started the third on a 17-2 run. We had a 15-point lead going into halftime. And we started the third quarter on a 17-2 run for the Knicks. That entire 15-point lead, gone in a matter of minutes. And that, to me, is where the, is the only reason this game was close. Because even the fourth quarter, we outscored him 28-19. We played really good basketball for three quarters. Third quarter shots shots just weren't falling. And honestly, a lot of like you look at it, the first six minutes, we went back to our starting lineup that didn't have Pritchard or Josh Richardson. Once they checked in, things changed and we started playing better. However, we are already given up a 17 to 2 run. Seriously, like that's that's when tides changed. When they switched back and got Richardson and Neesmith out, Pritchard some time, the Celtics started playing better basketball again. I don't know, I don't know what happened like defensively because the Knicks were getting whatever they wanted. I'll say this, Julius Randle played solid too. Like he got to the free throw line a bunch. He didn't put up a ton of points. He didn't do a ton but he bodied the Celtics in that third quarter. And he got he got Time Lord in foul trouble early. And it led to a lot of Ennis Freedom minutes. And then he got destroyed. This was a bad this was a bad, bad game from Ennis Freedom. It really was. Like defensively he got killed. I don't know, I don't know what happened. To Ennis Freedom, Cantor Freedom, whatever I, whatever you want to call him. Honestly, if you go back last time he was with the Celtics, last year with Portland, any ball that touched his fingertips, he was going to grab. That was his. It was his ball. If it touched him, it was his. This year, I've, I've seen him fumble the ball, not secure a rebound, not secure a pass. More times than I would like to admit. And that's the reason that he does so well. Right? Like he's a he's a good basketball player when he's making those plays happen. But tonight and this whole season, honestly, he hasn't been able to secure the ball. And that's a huge issue. Right? Tonight, it happened probably four or five times where he had plays that were right to him or offensive rebound chances that were right there and it hit his fingers and it disappeared. The Knicks ended up getting the ball. It's like that to me, it was a huge issue in the third, but third quarter offensively, you look at what they were doing in that 17 to two run. And I believe it was 23 to five run, you know, in total before the Celtics started playing really well. A lot of it came down to just terrible offense also. Like 41 points is way too many points to give up in a quarter. But we also only scored 24 compared to pretty much 30 in every other quarter. Right? This is a a situation where the Celtics let the shot clock run down too far. And we were just taking last second threes. Taking ill-advised shots. Holding on to the ball. We weren't moving the ball as a team in that third quarter. 
And that's where a large portion of the issues really arose. It wasn't a, a massive assist game for the Celtics, but third quarter, only four assists. A lot of it, a lot of it was just ISO ball, trying to take shots. Jason Tatum in the third quarter, one for five. Not good. Jalen Brown, three of seven. That's not terrible. That's actually pretty, pretty solid. But overall, you look at it, Neesmith, 0 for 1. Jason Tatum, 1 for 5. Like, the team didn't shoot well. We didn't move the ball. We didn't pass. The third quarter was a nightmare from every perspective. But I want to I wanna highlight two guys on the Knicks here. Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker. One, Kemba, we traded because we wanted to get off of his ridiculous salary. And so far this season, it looks like a great move. The Knicks have pretty much benched him. He hasn't played a lot this season. Evan Fournier, we just decided we didn't want to pay. And we let the Knicks go out, spend a bunch of money to sign him. Uh, neither of which have played very well this season. So, so far, it looks like two great moves to offload them. But Evan Fournier tonight, 32 points. Kemba Walker, 29 points. They absolutely torched us. So you look, that is 61 points between the two of them, and they scored 107. So between the two of them, they combined for more than 50% of their team scoring, which is ridiculous for, for two guys that basically have been taken out of their rotation for the Knicks. Again, they're also dealing with a bunch of COVID protocol stuff. Uh, but this this isn't this isn't who they've been this year. But it's a revenge game, so why not come out balling? Right? And we didn't really have a we didn't have an answer. You know, it's not like they shot crazy good percentages. Kemba eight of twenty, but got to the line, eight for ten from the line. Evan Fournier actually, like, all in all, had a really solid game. 54% from the field, 40% from three, two of two from the free throw line. Had a couple assists in there, a couple steals, a block. Like, it's a solid, solid performance from him. You know, it's a tough game. Tough game for the Celtics team. This isn't one of those performances where you look and you're like, okay, they really put together a solid game because just because of that third quarter. It was just an absolute nightmare. One of the worst quarters we've had this season. And it's a shame because outside of that, the other three quarters were really solid. But that third quarter just really, really held us back. But that's where we're going to wrap things up today. The Celtics have, you know, a pretty, pretty good battle ahead of themselves Monday night Celtics at 76ers then we go to the Cavs on Wednesday and then Christmas Day we take on the Bucks early game 230 this is a tough stretch of basketball also Philly obviously their record is struggling but they're better than what their record shows always always a tough game but then you look at the Cavs they're a team that is performing well past their expectations and the Bucks are solid. This is still a tough road ahead. Right now the Celtics stand at 15 and 15 back at 500. I would love 
love a good push from this team. See if they can do anything. But if you haven't followed me on Twitter, guys, make sure to do so at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And if you haven't done so, please rate review the podcast. Trying to build that. Uh, the more people that rate review the podcast, the broader the audience gets. The more people will see the podcast. We're trying to grow this right now here uh, because we've got some exciting news coming. We're at a point where you know we are officially part of the Basketball Podcast Network. DraftKings is a, a new sponsorship. Uh, and we're potentially going to start adding some like some visual to it, some videos uh, going live with some of these podcasts, which will be fun. Uh, but I want to make sure I can grow this the right way. And that starts with all of you. All of you listeners, uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Continue following along this journey because it's, it's been a fun one so far. It's been you know one year as of three, four days ago. So one year in, we're 116 episodes deep at this point, which is kind of crazy considering 365 days of work. Uh, it's almost every every three days is when we're releasing podcasts, which has been fun. Uh, so make sure to rate, review, subscribe, uh, and make sure to tune in Monday night, Celtics 76ers. Have a good night, Celtics fans. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.